Hey guys, welcome back to Real Talk with Alyssa. Sorry it's been a minute since I've uploaded a podcast. I'm just taking a break here and there whenever I feel called to not push myself to do something that I don't feel like I want to do in that moment. It's actually like pretty healthy <laughs> to be doing that. But anyway, I'm still here and releasing podcasts. I actually um, will be releasing another one very shortly after this just to make up for that. But anyway, so uh, this week's podcast episode is on how to choose a mentor. So this is a very important topic for anyone who's looking for a mentor. Uh, This could really be, I'm more so focusing on obviously like a spiritual mentor, somewhat like a mentor type of person who's going to be helping you heal, that type of stuff. But this could really apply for anything when you're looking for a mentor in any type of department or anything because... Um, if you're going to choose a mentor, it's there's just there's so much to it. And I'm so passionate about this topic because I was the type of person that would just pick a mentor. And like I just anyone that I perceived to know more than I did or that I felt was like, oh, my God, amazing. Like I just instantly attached to them. And when I say them, it was more so just one person. So I had an unfortunate um, experience. I mean, there was obviously good and I'll get more into that. It w- there was a lot of good that came out of the experience, obviously, but there was a lot of unfortunate realities that I came to terms with through my journey with this specific person who I considered to be my mentor. So I really wanted to create a podcast just to help educate people on how to, with things to be mindful of when you are actively looking for a mentor. It's not just something that you can just go online and like look for someone and be like, okay, they do this type of work. Let me work with them. Like there's got to be an interviewing process. So if you think about it it, like a job, you're essentially going to be interviewing them, not in like a, you know, type of standard structured type of way, like in corporate America to, okay, let's sit and have a conversation. No, you, you work with them one time and you see how it goes. So these are the things that you want to look out for. First of all, you want to have an authentic connection with them period. If it doesn't feel right, then it's not right. If you don't really feel like you're vibing with the person or that you don't really feel comfortable with them, then obviously it's just not going to work out. Humility is a big part of, uh, well, a a very important quality when looking for a mentor. You want to make sure that they they practice humility. They're not in this for the money. They're actually in this to genuinely and authentically help people. The money is just the energy exchange that's going on. Um, Do they practice what they preach? Do they practice and know how to integrate what it is that they're talking about? So there's a lot of people in the social work field who are doing clinical therapy and who are helping people work through their shit, but they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They don't know what the fuck they're doing because they haven't even practiced it on their own. They were taught how to implement these strategies, but there's an emotional component that is so, so, so important. I I personally cannot work with someone if I, if they have not been through whatever it is that they're teaching me, period. Like it's just, it's not going to work out because then there's an emotional component that's missing and there's a detachment to what it is that they're teaching. I want someone who's going to be passionate emotionally, mentally, physically so into it that they they trust what their approach is. Like it's just a different vibe and uh if you get it, you get it. <laughs> Integrating practicing what they preach. Do they seem passionate about what they're teaching? Do they seem passionate passionate about the topic in general? So, I am someone who's extremely passionate about, you know, the spiritual community or once was very 
spiritual community, you know, I kind of detached myself from these labels because there's so much shit connected to them. But I'm very passionate about healing and that type of journey, working with energy. Just I'm, I'm so passionate about it and I'm practicing all of it. I could not possibly work with someone who is not doing this at all because how am I supposed to learn from somebody who's not continuously climbing their own personal ladder, so to speak, to work on themselves. I feel like working on yourself is is imperative um, when it comes to self-growth, self-development, and any type of healing. Um, you know, when you connect with people, sometimes well, there are going to be some mentors, and I'm not saying that, oh, if, this, if they check all these boxes, but they're not sharing their story of, like, what their experience was and stuff like that. Um, I'm not saying that they have to necessarily disclose that that's everyone's own personal boundary, but it is, you know, an important part of the connection to know that, hey, like they've really been through this too. Wow. I've really, it just builds the connection. Like when someone's talking about, like if I'm going to a mentor and I'm talking about how I've experienced trauma or experienced X, Y, and Z, like there's a, a term actually in social work or I guess in the, develop, in the mental health field in general that we call relevant data. And when it comes to disclosing personal information, it has to be relevant to helping the person grow rather than just saying something just to say something like, oh my God, totally, I get it, you know, type of thing. But hearing their story and hearing how they got to where they are is I feel like that's very empowering and someone who stands strong in that story. Like, as you say, I have a podcast that talks about all the shit that I've done. Like, and there's still so much more that obviously I haven't even talked about, but I'm such an open book. I'm such an open book. And I feel like having someone who is an open book share like the stupid stories and shit that they've done. I'm going to, I'm going to get more into this too, because I do have someone who I consider to be a mentor now. Uh, for some stuff. And I'm going to just describe like so many green flags with this person, not one red flag at all. Anyway, do they share their story? What got them into this work? That's another thing. What got them so passionate about wanting to teach and help people heal themselves, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, pay attention to how this person makes you feel. If this person who's mentoring you is helping to challenge you, then make sure that you can decipher the difference between I'm being challenged right now, I'm being triggered, the trigger is mine, to someone actually really not making you feel good, as in like their energy is not really very authentic towards you or it's just you could just feel something like if it doesn't feel right it's not right so just stick with that but make sure you can decipher the difference between this is me being triggered and this is actually something going on again I have examples for that um what are their beliefs what are their values are they compatible with your beliefs and what your values are uh, if you're going to a healing uh, a mentor who believes in, you know, let's say, for example, staying in the home that traumatized you. That's the only way that you're going to heal, but that doesn't feel right with you. Like, I I don't believe that. I feel like whatever it is that traumatized you, you get the fuck out of there. And then you start working on yourself. But let's, let's say, like, I meet someone who's like, no, you should move back home. It's a great idea. Like, that's the best way to heal. Like, it's not going to be compatible. And some people, if they're so passionate about that and I'm passionate about not doing it, it's just not going to be a good match because somehow they're always going to want to come back to that. And they're already not in alignment with what I'm looking to get out of. Um, do they carry strong self-worth, self-esteem, and integrity? Are they strong and steady in their boundaries? Are they... Do they clearly demonstrate that they know what their worth is? 
they have high self-esteem and not in like the cocky way because, you know, I was going to create a podcast that was like, is it cocky or is it confidence? Because I feel like a lot of people confuse the two. I mean, it's the approach and it's it's just the way that people go about certain things. But there's a way to tell when someone has high self-esteem, when they have high self-worth. And <laughs> some people, actually, a lot of people get triggered by that. And I see that. But if you're genuinely in this to win this, look for that quality. It's very important. Um, do they have a mentor of their own? That's actually something really big too. And listen, not everyone needs to have a mentor. For the longest time, I didn't have a mentor and I didn't necessarily want to have a mentor because I was it was just part of my journey to like really connect with myself and to try my to find my own answers within myself because I truly believe that the answers are within us. We have each other to help support and to bring things to life, to fruition, to from the subconscious to the conscious mind. Like we have each other to help bring us there essentially a little bit, you know, quicker. Uh, but also if you know how to connect with yourself, then obviously you can get the answers there. So for some time I did and I didn't want to have a mentor. But I have someone now and it's not like a healing mentor. It's actually for uh, psychic medium development. It's just it's important to see if they have a mentor uh, just to see if they're continuously working on themselves. Do they have their own system of like self-care or like self-practice where they're, you know what I mean, like rituals? How are they taking care of themselves? And that also has to go with the, do they practice what they preach? Because if you have a mentor who's saying like, you need to meditate, you need to do this, you need to do that, but they're like literally not doing anything, then it, I, I can't help but to question, well, if you're not doing this stuff and then how are you helping yourself? So like if you have a really bad day, like what are you doing? That's, it's very important to make sure that this person's 100% in alignment with what it is that they're practicing, like the energy that of what the what people teach, has to be in alignment with how they're feeling and their passions, and that's where the red flag is going to be thrown up. Where if it just doesn't feel right, um, do you feel supported by them when you are having a tough time processing something? Like how are they responding to you, and do you feel supported by them, or do you feel like they're kind of just like bypassing your emotions and just not really taking you too seriously, or maybe they're just constantly pointing the finger at you, but like in in like a unnecessary way like if you're really upset about something and they're sitting there saying well what about you again I have a really good example about this but and that's probably why I brought to service about this because it was not helpful at all and I'm paying this person for a mentoring session and this person was not helping me at all it was actually making it worse and just it came off very condescending which is very ironic considering what we were discussing um are they respectful to you do you feel respected? Do you have a very strong respect for them as well? Because if you naturally feel like you respect them, obviously there's something that feels right within you, right? Um, and then take time to build a trusted rapport. So you can go through like a trial phase, which is what I would recommend. You know, talk with them on the phone. Some people, who, especially like mentors, they'll do like a 30-minute a consult that's like free at no cost. Those types of things where you can see if you guys are in alignment with each other and, and have a conversation and just see if you connect in general. You want to make sure that you're going to be, you're going to work together well. Let's say, for example, for the mentor, it's important for the mentor to even have that type of standard. I don't want to just mentor anybody. That's not something that's interested to me. I want to make sure that I'm mentoring someone who's in alignment with me as well. So if I'm mentor, if I'm having an, a consultation with somebody 
And just based on our conversation, maybe they seem like not combative, but just like they're constantly trying to challenge things that I say. Like it's not going to work out because their ego is present. And I'm not trying to fight through an ego. If you're coming to me to help, then that means that you want to work on yourself. So if you, I want to help you help yourself. So if you're not looking to help yourself and you're going to try to avoid that and you're already creating barriers, like I'm not going to be interested in working with that. Maybe other people will, but me personally, that's just not my, that's not my thing. You could pick and choose who you want to work with. Years and years ago, I think it was like back in 2015. Yeah, it was like 2015 to like whatever. Around that time, I was introduced to this one person who I at that time considered to be my mentor. And I like felt I attached to her. I definitely very much attached to her. She had to set some boundaries with me because I wasn't My intentions were to be friends with this person, but this person's intentions with me were, you know, client to client type, you know, client based. So she had to set boundaries with me. Um, Unfortunately, I came off like I was like this clingy person when it was really just me not being able to fully understand her boundaries because I used to not have any boundaries or listen to any boundaries. But obviously we worked through that and and it, it worked out. And then I was going to her. I was getting certifications and trainings and stuff like that. I was doing mentoring like once monthly for an hour, just checking in and working through some things. And I started to notice as the years were going on, um, her tone towards me was just very, um, it was just shifting. Like, And I think it became a red flag for me personally when, me personally, obviously, <laughs> it's personal. But when I was in a session with, this mentor, um, I was telling her that I was getting really frustrated with a certain family member because I felt like this person was being very condescending and like just very manipulative behavior, very condescending tone. And I was tired of it. It was just very frustrating for me. And instead of validating me, (laughs) this person was like, okay. And then you tell yourself, I too can be condescending. And it's like, you're just automatically just assuming that I could be condescending or it's just, it's different. Like it just, it was so not necessary. And then when I was telling coworkers about it and like repeating the way that she said it, like thinking like, oh, you know, I, I, this is, this is the mindset I need to have. I'm, I'm listening to this mentor. Like, oh, well forget it. Like if someone's treating me this way, I just have to say, oh, well I could be like that too. Like, no, that's no. (laughs) Looking back in hindsight now, I'm like reliving this all over again. When I told the coworkers that, they were like, Alyssa, it sounds like she was being condescending towards you. And I was like, holy shit, you're fucking right. And I didn't even realize that in the moment. But, like, that's not a healing space. And, they get, like, we're not all perfect. But that's not a very healing space to be in. And I started to notice more and more that, like, any feelings or emotions that I expressed to her, it's like she had to tear them down or, like, mock me and, like, make fun of me. And it really became more prevalent when I was in, um, I was taking an Akashic record reading course with her. Uh, to get certified. Uh, you know, I I don't really even use it. I mean, when I do readings for people, I don't use the approach that she did. I'm working with my current mentor on that. But when I was working with her, it was a class of two other people. So there's three of us. And then one was doing like a separate timing. So four total, but like only three in like the specific class that I was taking. And she started like disclosing personal information that I would tell her and then have like a condescending chuckle. Like, 
with when I was really, really struggling with anxious attachment, any time that I met a guy where I felt like this in, insane connection with, I'd be like, maybe he's the one, maybe he's the one. And she mentioned that in the class. And I never consented for her to share personal information, but she's like, yeah, Alyssa, like, you know, she's like, oh, maybe he's the one. Like, just like the condescending laugh, which is ironic that she told me I too could be condescending. It's like, okay, I'm obviously talking to the same person, which is ironic considering this family member and the patterns of behavior of attracting those types of people in my life and looking up to them and putting them on a pedestal. It's so funny when you like really evaluate and look back at that and how you've attracted those types of people in your life. But um, I did not appreciate the way that she was speaking to me. And then when I would go to her readings, I would go for Reiki. I would tell her, I want to get Reiki done. I want to get Reiki done. But she did like a mix of like just doing Reiki at the end of the session, but doing an Akashic record reading for the whole session and saving like five, 10 minutes for Reiki. And I would tell her that, no, I want Reiki. And like, she wouldn't do it. <laughs> so it's like, okay, so she's not even respecting my boundaries. I'm telling her like what I want, what my needs are. I'm paying her for a service that she's not even providing me. But I, you know, I was such a pushover and I didn't say anything. I didn't, I did not have strong boundaries. And obviously this person saw that and took advantage of it. But when I would go for those readings, I started to notice, and it's interesting because in those classes, she said, you want people to leave feeling good which I agree with. I agree with 100%. That's my intentions. Whenever I do, I do any type of psychic medium readings on people, I want them to leave feeling good. Well, I wasn't feeling very good when I was leaving hers because she kept like making comments about how I'm immature. And then she started making statements about, it was, here's the thing. I'm not even going to get into the details of it. Basically what she was doing was she was projecting at me. She was projecting her own opinions but disguising it as, oh, I'm doing a reading on you. This is coming from your spirit guides. Except it was literally just her projecting her own opinions at me. So so I probably went like maybe two times to like at that point. It was that time. And then I went one time after that. And that's when I, it really solidified for me. Because then we didn't talk for a few months. And she just was making a lot of comments. Like even in the class, like it was very clear that something about me was very triggering to her and bringing darkness to surface. Except she was projecting it at me. So instead of her looking at her own demons, she was looking at me like... I'm like this immature new soul. I'm I'm literally not even kidding, guys. She literally <laughs> was like this immature new soul. And it she just was not treating me very right. So it was very validating for me when I ended up connecting with one of the students after the class who didn't always have like the strongest feeling or like didn't view the teacher to be that hot, like that good of a person in short, basically. And he validated how I was feeling because he picked up on what I was picking up on. And he said it was extremely inappropriate that she was self-disclosing personal information that was not consented to be shared in, in front of these, these group of people. And in a very judgmental, condescending tone, it was very hurtful to me, especially because I really, really fucking cared about this person. I loved her. I mean, I worked with her for years. I sent so many clients to her, so many clients to her. And then finally, like, after that class, I felt called to distance myself from her. So I stopped talking to her for several months. She didn't reach out to me and I didn't reach out to her. And then I reached out to her several months later, um, probably like eight to ten months later, I think it was. And you know, we were, we were catching up on the phone and I can just tell her tone was very like, oh, this chick, like she's, you know, ridiculous. But I was in a, I was going through, I was in like a really tough place at that point, even though I picked up on that. And obviously you can hear that I did not have very strong boundaries. So even though people treated me like that, I still went to them because that's what I was familiar with. That's how certain family members treated me. So I was used to that. So what I did was um, I went to this person for, uh, I went to her for a reading again. 
oh my God, the things that she was saying were so ridiculous. It was, I knew, like, I knew she wasn't reading me. I knew it. I'm like, this is ridiculous. And at the end, she was like, keep in touch. And it was so inauthentic when she said that because it, what I actually heard was, don't ever speak to me ever again. <laughs> and uh, that's exactly what I did. I did not speak to her ever again because after a reading like that, I'm giving you money for you to basically tell, lie to me and tell me that you're, you're communicating with my spirit guides to turn this into some sort of a sales pitch for her to, her to sell certain products or like that I should be taking certain products because of this new job that she had. And then to like sing all this stupid shit. It was ridiculous, honestly. It was so, so, so ridiculous. Never would that will that ever happen to me ever again because of the boundaries I've established now. But because of this really shitty experience, I wanted to share with everyone that um, you really have to be cautious about who you choose as a mentor. Because by the way, before I um, stopped seeing her, like before I like completely cut ties with her, um, I sent somebody else to her. And again, I can't trust this enough. I've given this woman thousands and thousands of dollars of my money for uh, courses and support and just everything. And also she has made well over, well over a thousand dollars. Uh, just, yeah, definitely well over that just for me referring her to people. So I've made this woman a real lot of money and this is how I got treated in return. So it's not a reflection of me and I'm fully aware of that. It's a reflection of her, but it was extremely hurtful because it was someone that I really cared about. But I recently found out that this person, <laughs> you know what? I'm not even going to get into it because it's so, it's just so ridiculous and bizarre. She did something extremely unprofessional. She said something and completely crossed the line to someone that I sent her to. She said something about me negatively behind my back. I'm not going to repeat it, but it was it was so out of line, so unprofessional, and so, so, so disrespectful that I just, I was like, thank God, thank God, like she's no longer in my life and I hope that she's doing well, but honestly, my whole purpose for creating this, this uh, podcast episode and, and sharing my personal experience is because I genuinely don't want anyone else to be fooled by people like this in the community, especially in the spiritual community. There are so many people who, they, they you know, they have this spiritual awakening for like a week and then suddenly they're like enlightened and suddenly they're trying to help teach people like, don't, please don't be fooled. Do not be fooled by people. It's, they have to be doing the work. You got to be doing the work. So, uh, green flags of meeting someone who's actually a good mentor. I was very divinely guided to this woman. I went to a reading to this psychic medium that a family member knows, and I've heard very, you know, great things about her. But for some reason, like, I, I don't really go to psychic mediums anymore. But she was, first of all, she was amazing. And sometimes as a psychic medium yourself, Sometimes you just need a little bit of validation of what you're picking up on. So it's nice to have a group of like people that psychic medium friends. Like I'll just like text my mentor. And I'm like, what's, what's your take on this? I'm like, what's your feeling? <laughs> it's, it's honestly so great to have people like that who can connect to energy and vibes and like just psychic stuff like that. But anyway, so moving forward. So when I went to this, this specific woman, I told her I was looking for a mentor. I was like, the way that you read is the way that I want to read. I said, do you like mentor people? She's like, no, but you can call this person. She does classes and yada, yada, yada. So her number sat in my apartment for a few weeks. And then I was like, let me give her a call. We were on the phone for a while. Like we spent so much time together uh, doing virtual work. I have not met her in person. It's all been virtual because she's she used to live where I'm at. And now she, and she's in a different state now. But um, she's amazing. And you can just tell she was so open. Like her heart was open. Her energy was open. She was so loving. She expressed herself. She expressed her emotions, her, her, um, 
she was just so open and loving and she's doing the work so i'm going to her specifically for psychic mediumship as far as like the healing stuff goes i'm doing that on my own and i feel very very comfortable and confident with the system i've had in place especially with the support system i have around me as far as like friends so so already instant green flags and she's like yeah i feel like a connection to you because she wanted to have a conversation to make sure that we were in alignment and i was like damn like that's freaking awesome good for her like that was very i had a lot of respect for her for having that approach and then working together like when i bought a pack of four for of sessions i'm actually doing it's called psychic gym i'm doing a psychic gym taking as many classes as i want and uh during the last session she was like all like perky and peppy and happy because she's like oh she's like uh, um i just want to be I, I forget exactly what she said but it was very clear that she felt such a strong connection to me and that she wanted me you know us to stay in touch because she really liked me and she felt like we like got along so well and we just had such a strong connection and whatnot so it was it was so nice seeing that because the the old mentor that i had it was so like business like it was so cold like she can't be friends and like it, it was almost like like the, it was a very clear like i have the upper hand authoritative type of approach where with this mentor she doesn't look at things like that like she's learning just as much as we are but she's really really good in this specific area that i know i'm not good at and I don't put her on a pedestal. She's not above me and she's not below me. We're just where we're at and that doesn't really matter outside of that. So she holds space for people in a very healthy, loving way. And she's just such a kind hearted person. And I love working with her so much. I feel safe with her. I feel comfortable with her. I know that she's got her own practices. I know that she's got mentor. I know that she's got a support group and um, her own system. Like to me, she's nothing but green flags. I think she's a great woman. She's a phenomenal human being. And she's also a phenomenal psychic medium. <laughs> so I'm so grateful to have that type of connection and someone in my life that was just so divinely guided. So uh, that's my experience. That's, you know, a bad experience that I had, but luckily it turned into a good experience. But hey, I had to go through that to get to where I'm at right now. So I'm so grateful for that. So I really hope that you guys got something out of this. I really hope that you are able to keep these things in mind when looking for a new mentor, whatever type of mentor that may be, but more, again, specifically for like healing and spiritual development and all that stuff. So with that being said, guys, I hope you have a great week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your support. Take care.